Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast, and I'm Andy. Joining the phone, I have Vance. Good evening, Vance. Good evening. And we have special guest, Jimbo Hoffman. How are you? Good. What's going on? Well, not too much. I got, you know, we're doing this thing, a podcast. Uh, I don't know if you know, you're invited. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I must have missed the memo. Sorry, guys. Okay, yeah, this is kind of <laughs> odd, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now that we got that established, let's get through our plugs and talk to Jim or Jimbo, depending on which uh, I never got a clear answer that I was satisfied with. So this podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. You can find us at our website, which is fatazmuskie.com. You can also find us on our more active social media sites, which are uh, Instagram and Facebook. And let's see, a uh, little quick plug here. Bates, I'm starting to wrap up uh, the show colors, air quote, for this year's Muskie Max and the New York show. And I will be going full steam into standard stock colors probably starting early next week and then i'll start uh filling up that chart but you're not going to see them on our site until probably after the shows and but have no fear team rhino outdoors has exclusive and standard colors and standard colors are also available at musky tackle online check out those two venues if you're looking for some hard baits but the site does have rod holders, the absolute best on the market. If you're musky fishing, uh, just ask me, I'll tell you. And if you have troubles or, you know, questions about setting up a boat, I've set up many, many in my day. I don't even want to venture a guess, but it's probably in the tens of thousands, if not millions. Um, that's a joke. Not that many tens of millions. There we go. So, um, from there. You know, I can help out with anything, even if that means recommending another uh, product that's something we don't make. And I will absolutely do that. I'm not just saying it. So that's enough about me. Muddy Creek, how are you? Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. Give us a call. 2020 is uh, looking good. Todd and I are booking up stuff daily. So if you know when you're coming up to Chautauqua Lake, give us a call. Um, the lunar phases are completely out of the out of the books right now um unless you want to come up july 4th but i'm just like i said i wouldn't touch that date with a 10-foot pole are you going to be fishing it yeah i'll be fishing but i'm going to use it for somebody that says hey can i go fishing i really want to know what frustration is yeah i'll (laughs) say yeah absolutely but i'll be quite upset with all the pleasure boaters on the on the lake um but give us a call uh lunar phases don't really matter to us because todd and i are on the water every single day and we always have something going so um they're still muskies but we uh like to think we try our hardest and get fish in the boat uh every day for our clients so give us a call when you come out with us uh you'll be fishing out of ranger boats big shout out to them for sponsoring Howdy Creek Fishing Guides and this podcast. Um, you can find your Ranger boats at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Um, use them for service. There's a lot of used boats coming in now. Um, 
it's the boat buying season essentially. Uh, I'll be there this weekend uh, on the first for a walleye wisdom seminar. I will not be participating in any walleye seminars, but I will be talking muskies. Um, and it's a nice little cancer benefit uh, for um, a uh, a local uh, charity there in Kent. So uh, if you're bored, want to show up, it's free. They feed you. And again, when it comes to VIX and they do all these fun things, you always get to crawl around in boats when you're there. So uh, if you are in the market, they do Rangers, Starcraft, Star Welds, um, Tritons now. Uh, so so give them a fair shake. And I just finished up an article uh, writing the importance of having a fisherman set up your boat as compared to a car salesman at a big box store. So that's important. Check them out. Also, if you come out with us, be using St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. Thanks for sponsoring Muddy Creek in this show. Um, we use them, abuse them. We just put an order in for uh, a whole new fleet for this year. Um, excited about that. What else? Baker bait. How could I forget? If you want to get your hands on him, I know he's chopping wood and making away right now. Uh, he'll be at the Pittsburgh show. He'll be at the New York Muskie Expo. Um, make sure you check him out there. Big shout out to him for sponsoring us. And speaking of the Pittsburgh show, it is March 7th and 8th at Princescape Arena. That is the Muskie Max Plus. Come on down. It's kid-friendly. There's a lot of heavy hitters there for baits. Um, it's the only show where Wiley's going to be at. Um, so you can go and get, get your hands on some Wileys or put an order in. that's going to take you a year to get. So maybe even a year plus I've, I've bumped back to almost a year. I'm like 10 months now. Part of that is probably the reasoning that I put in an, like a thousand dollar order every time. Um, but, uh, come check him out at the show. He'll be there. Um, like we said, kid oriented family oriented it's so family oriented and kid oriented that andy and i were playing uh football last year comfortable v venue are you saying we were children as we were throwing that ball as hard as we could over three you know rows of booths and they were smashing yeah. off like bucktails and stuff like that and people were like oh they're just <laughs> special let them go <laughs> yeah pretty much i miss that i mean if you <laughs> It was before the gates opened, but uh, okay. But if you were if up you, on that upper you, deck arena, there were people just watching yeah. us, and it probably is like watching a real football game in that you see yes, things that can. the players can't. And I see Vance <laughs> like forty feet away from me in another aisle, point with his finger, like throw it that way. Then he takes two steps and disappears, and I just have to throw it. And I don't, <laughs> I don't even chemistry. know. We built an incredible chemistry in the short time that we played catch. Yes. Um, but anyway, I mean, if you put like a ball in a room with a guy, how long does it take for him to go and pick up that ball? Here's a better like question for you. If you go up to maybe not a stranger's house, but the first time you've been to a, a friend's house and their house is brick, how long does it take for a person to throw a basketball off the side of the house repeatedly? That or a tennis ball or a baseball. Do you... Do you Vance is catching oh, yeah. what I'm doing. We went to Gearman Steve's house last year before the Muskie Max, and oh, his yes. house is like brick. 
and uh, Vance had like a basketball and he's just starting to like throw it up like 18 feet hitting the brick and it's bouncing off like <laughs> like he's lived there or something. Like you, got, you got a nice you got a nice house here, Steve. Let's see how durable it is. It's a shame if someone threw this ball through the wall. <laughs> yeah, sure he loved that. Oh, he, he didn't did. really say anything, but yeah, it still was like a little. But then again, who am I to talk as I was there in knee-high rubber boots, a neck warmer, and a giant knife in case a dog attacked me when I was looking for antlers? Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) But I think that's all of our uh, sponsors. One last one. Is Muskie's Uh, Inc. There you go. Hey, it's Muskie Inc. They're They're at all the shows. You should go there, sign up. The local chapters are all there. Uh, be part of the bigger voice. It, uh, there's only benefits to be had there. It's like 45 bucks. It's really not that much money. You know, the average cost of a bait is going way above that. Uh, but what this will do is all throughout the year, you're going to be getting like six magazines that you can look at. You can have them forever. You could lose that bait on the first cast, but you're going to get an, if you lose your magazine, you're going to get another one in a couple months. You're going to get a calendar and you're going to be part of, the broader scope, the big picture. It's very important. I know we've talked about it at length. You know, some of the stuff that they uh, have helped, you know, the local chapters helped the state of Pennsylvania with their muskie stocking. And I, you know, there's stories, you know, probably from every state um, in America, maybe even in Canada, what they've, uh, their efforts have touched and improved upon. These are the good old days. And uh, I don't think we'd be here if it wasn't for muskie zinc. So, Important, go join Muskie's Inc. And, uh, you know, reap the benefits of the local chapter. Get involved. All right. points. Here we go. Jimbo, hit up your place. Yes, sir. Oh, well, first off, I'd like to give a little shout-out to my boy Craig Lynch from uh, Lynchum. Um, Make some fantastic baits. Um, also give a shout-out to Ready Bait. Uh, it's a great little bait shop down here in Bridgewater, down in Beaver County, where I live. Um, a great little catfish shop. You know, you go in there, he's got everything you need. He's got the bait, he's got the rods, the reels, line, you name it. Okay, I'm going to sound really dumb here. Does he have, like, yeah. chicken liver? Believe it or not, he actually does. He has frozen chicken livers, but that's wow. not his bread and butter. His bread and butter is he gets, <clears throat> he gets excuse me, he gets vacuum-packed shad and skipjack okay and and they're frozen so you can take them out and you know cut them up for cut bait and stuff and catch catfish with it do you use chicken liver me no no i mean because i I think i've caught like one catfish in my life like a true blown catfish catfish and uh that was our secret but i was also like 13 and it was get chicken liver and we sat on the edge of the pond and we caught like a 14 inch channel cat so yeah yeah you honestly um cut bait's the way to go and and live bait like live suckers you know like almost like what you would do in the fall for for musky you know putting sucker rig out Mm -hmm. sort of the same idea but uh you're putting it on the bottom you know so he's more Mm -hmm. of a catfish shop yeah yeah does he i mean kind of that go ahead it's kind of that old school you know go in there and, and bs with the guys and you know you hear a bunch of lies and stories and stuff, but you know, it's, it's, that, it's that old school feeling, you know, what the, are they hitting on all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the camaraderie and you know, it's really cool. 
they're always hitting on the things that are in stock. Well, oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know. Yeah, we got no shiners, but you know, all these crayfish, they really hitting <laughs> these crayfish. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so Ready Bait, he's a big sponsor of mine. He's a he's a great guy. His name's Tim Redinger. Um, I tried talking talking to him, trying to get him into musky stuff, and he's he's not to that point yet. But you know, who knows? Maybe down the road he will. But um, I, I have a I'm few a more questions. He's angler. Uh, yeah, I, I have a, I have a few more questions because I'm really intrigued because I think this is yeah. one of the first times that anyone's been on that's given a shout out to a, a bait shop, and this is still mm-hmm. this is kind of fairly local to us. Mm-hmm. Is there enough people fishing catfish to run a business like this, or is this oh like a part time thing? I, because... th- I think it's bigger than we we could imagine. Actually, guys, I'll put it to you this way: like we know the musky side. But honestly, the catfish side might be even bigger. I know it's hard for you to believe that, but I, I seriously, it's huge. Even, think, even you're in the Pittsburgh area, right? Yeah, yeah, I live in Beaver County. Okay, so it's only like, Vance, how many miles from here to Pittsburgh? Oh, gosh, 100 if that from okay. Erie, you know. Catfish is not a word in this area. It's like we don't have them. I know Lake Erie has them, and people yeah, do Erie. get them like when they kind of do like spawning runs. They come in shallow, and occasionally walleye guys trolling will pick up mm. a big giant fatty. But mm-hmm. um, like you, you come inland, and it's just it's nothing. It's it's not even – so it's just weird that just 100 miles south of here, there's actually like businesses running off a of catfish. Well, the, well, okay, so I grew up doing some of that, and there's – there's like two levels of catfishing. The one latter, involves drinking the, beer and sitting with yeah, a lawn one, chair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the other, the latter is what Jimbo does. Now there would be people at these little inland Pennsylvania lakes that would come up and pan fish. And I remember I'd be going out for musky fish and they've had, they'd have like a bucket of bluegill. And I'm like, Oh, you guys having a fish fry? And they're like, no, we're going to go down to the, you know, Allegheny or the Mon or something like that. And we're, and we're going to be, we're going to catfish. And I'm like, no kidding. And they're like, yeah, we got 40 pounders out of there. So I'm up to 50. I'm like, I believe like a 30, 40 pound or something like that. But a 50 would be a state record, but um, it's, it's huge. It's, it's bigger than musky fishing. I would say. It is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, there's so many tournaments that go on, like at uh, Pima Tuning. I, I do a tournament series up there. Um, there's tournament series up on up on Lake Erie. Yeah, it's it's actually bigger than I think. You know that you realize what it is, Andy. It's uh, it's really blown up in the area because I think there's there's a lot of opportunity to get started in, into the sport really cheap. You know, and and you don't have to spend a ton of money. You go out like like fans said, go catch some bluegill, and you know go throw some bluegill in the river on a big circle hook. And, you know, you might have a 40 pounder on the line. So there's a lot of allure to it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And there's a lot of people that I've taken out that catfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a lot. And they're right. like, Oh man, these, these things fight like a catfish. And I'm like, no dude, they're going to be like in the bag within 20 seconds. Right. You know, it's not going to, it's not going to dog on your stay down much. Uh, yeah. And yeah. they'll show me. They'll show me these big giant uh, channels and 
flatheads. Flatheads, yeah. They're holding yeah. two two hands, and I'm just like, Jesus, thing's huge. Yeah, there's nothing like a flathead. I mean, like you said, they just dog you. They'll stay down and just dig and dig and dig. They're they're incredible. Okay, and so pretty res- resilient. Absolutely, man. They can survive out of the water longer than what you would think. I mean, me personally, I don't keep them out of the water longer than I need to, but you know, I've read biologists reports and different things about them that say, you know, they can live out of the water for a decent amount of time, believe it or not, because they don't need as much oxygen as most other game fish do, which is surprising, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, of course, you know, a lot of the cat fishermen now, the big, the big time, you know, tournament guys and, uh, the big names in the industry, they're just like the musky guys, you know, practice CPR, you know, don't don't handle the fish unless you absolutely have to and just, you know, get it back in the water. You know, that's that's like kind of the same mantra that the musky guys and catfish guys can kind of share together. And it's it's very interesting, especially for me, like I, I do both, you know, so it's like kind of, you know, I'm using the same kind of uh, techniques or release techniques on both types of fish. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Neat. I, I don't want to spend all our whole time on this, but I, I want to do swing back around. But okay, so finish up your plugs before you know I rudely interrupted you. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, trying to think where I left off. Okay, so we said ready bait. Um, Fish USA. I'm sure everybody knows who they are. They're Vance's uh, neighbor. Yeah. He's like They're two awesome. blocks away. They're awesome. Yep. Um, Fish USA, is a big, Fish USA is a big supporter of mine. Love all those guys up there. They take care of me. Um, Denali Rods, they're another one. Great company that I'm involved with. Uh, I use their catfish rods. I use their walleye trolling rods. Great rods. Um, let me think who else. Angle coolers. Um, really awesome stuff. Um, they're kind of like that roto-molded cooler, sort of like a Yeti or some of the other you know, hard coolers that, that, that they have out there. Um, Engle was actually one of the first ones that ever developed that style of cooler, um, which was pretty interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's some it's some neat stuff. Those coolers are really neat because, they I mean, they're, they're incredible. But, you know, they're also slightly deceiving when you open up the lid and you're like, oh, that's why it stays cool because there's four inches of insulation around <laughs> it all. But right, extremely right. sturdy construction. It's it's some really neat stuff that that they're doing. Yeah. And uh, needless to say, I don't have one because I don't have a need to keep ice for a long, long time. <laughs> and I, yeah. But that's cool. All right. So we've kind of established right now you're down in the Pittsburgh area. Yep. Uh, born and raised there. Kind of give the whole starting story of Jimbo. So actually, no, I'm not from the Pittsburgh area, Beaver County area originally. Um, I am from upstate New York. So it's kind of like central New York, um, around Utica, that area. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up there till I was about five or so. And then we moved to Beaver County when I was around about five years old, but, uh, started out fishing up in New York with my family, my dad, my uncle, we had a camp up there, um, little tiny lake up there called Gorton Lake. Spent a lot of time up there in the summers, you know, fishing on the weekends and stuff. And we'd catch everything from bass to panfish to pickerel. Um, you name it, man. It's just, you know, perch fishing. We, we did it all. We loved it. So 
been doing that since whew, since I could walk pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I can remember my first experience with uh, Esau's family fish would be the pickerel, and that was just uh, crazy to me to see a fish with big teeth. You know, it was like, holy crap, what is this thing? You know. Yeah. So, so this is like a real pickerel, pickerel, not people will sometimes call walleye pickerel. Right. No, this is like a chain pickerel, which would be, I think, the official name of them. Okay, so it's like a tiny pike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool fish, man. They're beautiful looking. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of those um, pickerel in the in that lake, so we'd catch them on you know spinners, like inline spinners, like meps and stuff, and little bucktails and stuff. Really awesome fish to catch. You know, sort of like like you said, small pike. You know. Yeah, I I think that there's little sugar lake around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to think that, you know, there, there's an invasive pickerel in there. Someone put some in there. Now they're exploding. I believe they're chain pickerel. Yeah. And, yeah. I think you're right. Um, I had one trip there that those, those little buggers absolutely made my day. And I know I've talked about it in the past, but I, I feel it's worth bringing up since you're talking pickerel, those little, mm-hmm. those little snots will hit a figure eight, like almost every single time you do it and you come out. <laughs> just completely feeling like a hero. And it was, it was probably the funnest hour or so when things were really starting to blow up that I've had fishing in like recent memory, just because it didn't matter what you did. They were just smacking it and you'd pick them up and they were like a solid, I don't know, 10 or 12 inches of fury. And they were fearless. (laughs) Yeah. They were awesome. Of course, they're not a muskie, but... <laughs> no, they're not. But when the muskies yeah. aren't biting, you're looking for something to go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, okay, so you're out there, and you, you were playing around pickerel, and then five, you, you, you moved south. Right. So, yeah, we came down here and uh, kind of just lost touch with, with fishing for a while. And, um, you know, growing up, I just, you know, was in this, you know, just kind of riding bikes and skateboards and stuff like that that most kids do, you know, and kind of lost touch with it for a little while. And then, um, around high school, I started, you know, fishing, just, you know, throw a bobber out there with a, with a night crawler kind of stuff and, you know, throwing some lures around for bass and whatnot. But, uh, then we kind of got into fishing the river and that's where we really kind of started getting back into it. And then when I say we, I, I'm talking about me and my dad. So, uh, most people that know me, they know, like they associate, if I'm fishing, my dad's fishing with me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're like, we're like team Hoffman is what we call it. We just, we just, uh, we enjoy the heck out of fishing together. It's great. Yeah. So when you say the river, are you, is that just a general term for rivers or was there a specific river that you tend to fish? Uh, we usually fish on the Ohio river. Um, we do, we do fish the beaver river sometimes, but primarily on the Ohio that's a big river. Very nice. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Because when I think of the Ohio River, and Vance can attest to this, I think of the the uh, looking out the back door of the hunting lodge that we we stayed at, and it's it's like enormously wide. I don't know how deep oh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's like dirty looking down there, but I don't know if it ever yeah. clears up. But not much. Coal no. coal barges going up and down it. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, it's like 99% of the fish that you would see, like say on my Facebook or Instagram, that's, those are all Ohio river fish, that's all like, the musky, all those fish. They're all from the river. 
Now, now, when I talked about the color of the water, is that just sediment or is it just naturally yucky? You know what? It kind of, it clears up sometimes. Like in the summertime, it gets like a greenish kind of tint to it. Like I think from an algae bloom. Okay. But I don't know how much that algae kind of sticks around because of the current, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the wintertime, it's usually always brown. I think, like you said, it's just the sediment just always churned up. But um, there, there's sometimes where you can see, you know, two, three foot visibility, which that's pretty good for the river. You know? I mean, I wouldn't, that would be a place I'd struggle with confidence because I like to be able to see. Yeah. Because for obvious reasons, my, my vision is probably the best sense that I have. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, I mean, like you must have overcome that and you just kind of, you, you trust your electronics. Like how do you tackle the dirty water? Yeah, it's honestly, you just have to be in high number areas, you know, high, high numbers of fish up by the dam, um, creek mouths, stuff like that. And you just kind of have to have that, like you said, confidence and just say, well, I know the fish are here. They got to be in here somewhere. So this is probably where they're going to be. And I'm just going to beat this area up. And you just, that's what you do. You know, that's a great mentality to have. Yeah. Especially in musky fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I preach that all the time. Yeah. You just have to have that confidence, I guess, you know. Is there confidence like confidence in wherewithal? You know, you gotta keep going. In grit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um now on those big rivers, I'm familiar with you know, I wouldn't call it a giant you know, it's an extremely small river. Um is there like some, you know, mid river structure that you kinda do or do you kinda I just can't imagine the river that big with giant boats going up and down it, that there's any like real easily accessible fishing out mm-hmm. towards the middle. So is it just mostly like holes and boulders or I know you said Creek mouths and stuff already, but yeah. Just, um, if we're, if you're talking musky, um, it's pretty much all shoreline, you know, casting at the shore. Um, you'll find around like islands and stuff where there's maybe some stumps, there's some areas like that, some rock, and there you get there again. You know, you're using your electronics to you know find that kind of structure. But um, yeah, honestly, like I said, we go we go to the dam. Believe it or not, more than more than often, you know, we just go up there, troll around, and um, yeah, that's that's the high percentage areas for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. No yeah. more secret spots. Oh, that's not a secret spot to me. That's <laughs> not a secret spot. That big giant dam there. Yeah, there's nothing there. Go down where it's an empty abyss. Um, all right, so kind of getting back. You, you run a little guide business, correct? Yeah. All right, what's the name of that? You never hit it in the plugs. Yeah, I never did, did I? What the heck? I know. I'm not a good salesman, am I? No, but the good thing I'm a good host. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so so it's called River Rat Guide Service. Um, I just started it up last year just kind of on a whim. You know, I said, let's try this thing out and see, you know, see how it goes. And, you know, I wasn't planning on making a retirement out of it. But, you know, I figured I'm fishing out here almost every day and, people want to go fishing with me and I'm taking them for free. So what the heck I should start charging them. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, no. Yeah. So last, last if year was, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're good at something, you should never do it for free. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. 
but uh yeah last year was the first year and just kind of trying to get my uh clientele built up and mm-hmm. i actually believe it or not didn't i'm not really marketing myself as a musky guy per se um kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the catfish that's more or less what i have a lot of confidence doing um where you know i feel if a customer's going to pay me x amount of dollars i should be able to put them on fish right you know so mm-hmm. i'm going to take them out for fish that i know okay we could go out on time of tuning lake and we might catch 40 to 50 channel cat in a night and to the average person that's like the best fishing trip of their life you know what i mean and are there any size uh, to those fish in palma tuning oh yes absolutely um one of my clients last year caught a oh don't quote me on this guys i think it was a 22 23 pound flathead on, so palma, a, on palma tuning yep yep i didn't know they were flathead in palma tuning there's not many um but they're in there yeah that's that was kind of cool to catch that because um you know everybody kind of talks about that as being one of the elusive fish up there. I mean, they, they get caught every year. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I did something special or anything, but it was kind of cool just to see, like I was one of the few people that I knew of that, uh, well, I didn't physically land the fish, but my client caught the fish and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, do a lot of channel catfish in there though. They, they get pretty big. They can get upwards of 20 pounds up there. Like the, the freaks of nature kind of size, but the average is mm, 10, 12, 13, 14 pounders in a, in an average night of fishing up there is definitely not uncommon. Do you release those or, or is there any table yeah. quality to them? I release them, but like if my client wanted to keep them, I would have no problem with that because they are pretty much a put and take fish, just like the walleye up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but actually I take that back. They, they originally were stocked by the fish commission, I believe, and they still do stock some of them, but I, I think they're starting to actually self-sustain reproduction now. Okay. So it's, it's not like a big deal to keep a few here and there, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't really market myself as like a, one of those, uh, guys that just says, you know, come out here and get your limit and, you know, you got food for the table kind of thing. It's more sport fishing with me. Mm-hmm. So if, if a client were to keep them, say, I want to keep mm-hmm. one, where would you put it on your boat? Hint. Well, Hit I would throw it in a live well. Oh, okay. I was, I thought maybe it was a cooler. Or you could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to, you don't want to get your drinks all slimed up, right? That's why you That's have two. True. You got to buy two Ingle coolers, right? <laughs> oh, I don't have that big of a boat, man. Oh, geez. Well, I guess what? I know some people well, over at uh, Vix. You know what? Wow. <laughs> I know a guy that has a ranger from Vix. Wow. It's just turned into a giant commercial. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> let's, let's, let's. This one is fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's go back to. So you put, you're back, you're transported to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You're back in, you're back into fishing. Yep. Um, you hit the Ohio River, and what gets you into the uh, catfish? And then, furthermore, what transitions you into the muskie? Mm-hmm. Um, the catfishing thing was kind of by accident, and the muskie thing was by accident. So, first, I'll kind of touch on the the catfish first, since you mentioned that first. 
Um, kind of goes back to what I was saying originally where, you know, we would just go down to the river and just throw some bait out there and whatever bites bites, you know, and one night a good buddy of mine, we were out fishing and he caught a eh, probably a mid twenties, maybe low 30 pound flathead. Um, and that was like the biggest fish I ever seen in person at that point. I was like, Oh my gosh, look at this thing is enormous. You know, about how long is, is a flathead to be that weight? Probably in the upper thirties to low 40 inch. Okay. Just a point of reference. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, of course, seeing this thing, you know, at that at that point in my life, I never even really knew that fish that big existed. You know, it was like, oh, my gosh, it was just crazy to see that. So that's what really sparked the interest and kind of got the juices flowing for me. And that's where I kind of, um, and this is not a, a sponsor plug. This is just honest to God. This is where I went down and met Tim Redinger at Ready Bait and kind of started talking with him and, getting into the whole catfishing thing. Cause he's kind of like that local expert kind of guy that, that, that knows everything about catfishing. And that's where I just like went just full bore with it. And just like, I want to know everything that there is to know about how to catch these giant fish. And that became like my mission. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of went and took off from there. But, uh, then, you know, it's kind of like what they say with drug addicts, you know, the, the first high is the best high. Mm-hmm. it was like, okay, all right, I've caught big catfish. Now what? I got to catch something else, you know? Yeah. So then um, this kind of plays into the musky thing. So me and my dad, we were fishing, and we're multi-species anglers. So, you know, we'll, we'll fish for walleye, smallmouth. It doesn't matter. We were actually out walleye fishing one day on the river and just, you know, throwing around some small crankbaits for walleye and stuff, you know, plugging the shorelines and um my dad hooked into a big 46 inch muskie and it just was insane to us. You know, it was like, Oh my gosh, look at this. This is like the biggest fish ever. You know, I thought the big catfish were crazy. And then you see this 46 inch muskie. It's like, Oh yeah, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that kind of really sparked the interest for that. And yeah, it just, it went just crazy from there for me. The length got you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the size too, it just, that was a 24 pound fish. We waited, it was huge, you know, mm-hmm. and just to see that big mouthful of teeth, it was just impressive. And, you know, to see the fight, you know, it jumped and thrashed and everything. It's just, it was crazy. It was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. and my dad being the, he's just a phenomenal angler. He's, you know, of course he's been doing it for 40, 50 years, but he landed that fish on a, you know, like a, a medium heavy, like bass rod, like just the St. Croix, like Mojo bass, like just, you know, plugging the shoreline for, for walleye with eight pound test. And he landed that 46 inch or like no leader, no nothing, just brought it in <laughs> <laughs> crazy. And that, and that was funny was that was the day I actually forgot the net. <laughs> oh, so, my. oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm hanging off the side of the boat, you know, hanging over the gunnel and I'm like trying to bear hug this muskie. I told my dad, I'm like, I don't care. I'll jump in for this fish, dad. He's like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we got the fish in the boat and it was just like, how did the bear hug work? See that. Did the bear hug actually pan out? It did. Okay. Cause I was going to say, that, I, yeah. we're, I'm one, one for one on a bear on. hug, but it's, yeah, it's I couldn't, like, it's just remarkable how, you know, I'm sure you've caught many since, but those ones stay on and it seems like the easiest ones get off 
Right. You know, it's crazy. Like, you go back to the days when you're completely undergeared and using a small little <laughs> hook and a small bait. Yep. With no leader, and that big trophy stays on, but the other ones will just spit. Yep. Right at the boat for you. Crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was... I've, I've never had to bear hug a muskie, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to gill it, you know. I was trying to get behind its, uh, you know, yeah. flare its gill open, but I never had that opportunity to, to, to get it. So, I just was like, well, I guess it's the only way, Dad. <laughs> and That's just kind good. of... That's a good way to do it, though, because yeah. you could be messing like, I got to get that gill plate. I got to get the gill plate. Yeah. And it could spit on you at, at any given time. So I mean, yeah. if you can get the body, take the body. Yeah. 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 I was I was I was almost up to my shoulders, but hey, I got him <laughs> in. <laughs> That's how my my big winter fish was landed was by a bear hug. Really? Yes. Because uh, after the third attempt bringing it in, we didn't have a net. Um, more importantly, we had no idea what we were doing. And, uh, after like the third time of trying to gill it, uh, my friend, Eric, he's just like, literally said, F it, I'm going to hug this thing. And he laid down <laughs> and he reached down and he, he hugged it And the bank was steep enough to do that. And so then he kind of like rolled over and there's the fish laying on him. It's not good for their slime coat, but it was, uh, it was no. an effective means of, uh, subduing them. <laughs> but that was like your first run in with a muskie was was that yeah yep very intimate yeah so my dad just like hit the home run right off the bat you know like 46 incher 24 pounder giant you know <laughs> and it's it's all yeah. it's all right there it's actually you're breathing on it you're you're squeezing it and you just want another squeeze you just couldn't yeah. stop you're a junkie oh yeah yeah that was just like then we just went crazy with, okay, so what do we got to do to catch more of these? And it was like, oh, let's go to Musky Max and let's buy some baits and let's buy some rods and reels and, you know, you know how it goes. Three Next thing you know, five house. grand is gone. and yeah, Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. I should buy <laughs> a new a, that's car. A good, that's a good way to put it, you know, when you were talking about catfishing. It's a it's a big, tough fish mm-hmm. uh, that'll, that you, you can fight for days. Right with equipment that is reasonable right it's cheap it's reasonable but then now you do this and you bear hug this musky like let's go and do this you know you, you stop yeah. in the dick sporting goods they, they, they don't have anything you right. go online and you kind of get this uh sticker shock yeah of like even you know like a going from a circle hook or uh a little maps or whatever and up to a 20 to 30 to 40 dollar bait all of a sudden yep. you're just like what the heck yeah like yeah that's a month's know, that's... worth of chicken livers <laughs> so, yeah it's a year's worth of of uh other species you can you can uh you can fish for right um i mean bass baits get crazy too those guys <laughs> have you know an outfit for every single bait that they have it seems but um there's definitely a sticker shock initially in musky fishing. And some people, junkies, musky junkies are just like, screw it. Got to have it. I'll pay yep. the premium. I mean, there's you people know. that are on this podcast that have thousands of dollars of orders to Wiley's. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, it's not me. I can it's tell me. you this. I've done it more than once. So, um, <laughs> those, they're addicting. 
and you never know when Dale's going to hang it up. So you just got to keep ordering. Yeah, I got to get some more of his baits. I got a couple. You oh, can you find them at to. the Muskie Max Plus cannons. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna just. <laughs> there we go. You can find them at the Muskie Max Plus. Those little, those little uh, five inch joinants. Those mm-hmm. little like the uh, the killers. The little killers. Yeah, you, those are a staple. Little ass bait, three hooks. I mean, come on. Yeah, They're amazing. That is so, uh, that little killer. I, I'm going to do a nice little plug here for Wiley. Todd's not on the show, obviously, but Todd has twice in his life caught three muskies on three consecutive casts. One of them was on a swimmer that we make. The other was on a five and a half inch Wiley killer. Wow. Three casts, three muskies in a row. Anyways. Wow. Continue. I've done that on Raptors. Three casts in a row? Two. Okay. And a follow. (laughs) (laughs) Two and a half. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My best has been three follows on one cast. (laughs) I've had three muskies at the end of the line looking at it. Yeah. That one time I did. You remember remember that one time when I had the X jigging, though? And I got those. I had that muskie follow in, and then I looked out the back of my boat, and there was two muskies following the. The X jigging up and down with the uh, with the swimmer on it. Yeah, who's done that? I got that. Mark that in our, our archive record books. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. the Muskie Max. So the the was the barrier of entry like a big deal for you to get into muskie fishing, or you're already just so addicted it really didn't matter. That's the price I got to get in. You mean like the price of baits, or yeah, are you talking like, the price of admission? No, like the premium no. just to get into to, to get into musky fishing, oh, yeah. not not the eight dollars it talks to get into the musky max. Okay, that's but, what I was confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, did you have to wait yes. outside for someone <laughs> give you an extra dollar? Um, yeah. No. yeah, I mean it. It was kind of like that sticker shock, but at this point, like I said, I'm gonna I'm a multi species angler, so like I kind of have that set up for everything you know i'm like okay i have every freaking flicker shad color that they make for walleye fishing i already have a bunch of bass baits you name it i have thousands wrapped up in this stuff so at this point i was like well i might as well add musky stuff now (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so there's room for it it. exactly i have a garage full of stuff but i was uh, gonna say you got you have a lot of square footage dedicated to fishing I have a thousand square foot garage full of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I think last count I had like 85 rods, something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, hashtag multi-species angler problems right there, man. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, there's people out there that don't even have one. Yeah. Sure. True. It's rough. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you get into musky fishing after you have this run in and this mm-hmm. is just, and just for clarity for the listeners, since we go off on tangents and sound like yeah. idiots at points, the host, this was an accidental cat. Right. Right. This was an, okay. And, and then you land this thing, boom, you're like, let's try and target these things. Yep. You, you stumble along the musky max. Yep. You, you step foot in the door. What are you look? What are you looking for initially? We did this. We did this a couple of shows ago, where we gave ourselves a two grand budget, mm-hmm. and we could start all over. But we we also gave the hypothetical that we had the knowledge. 
Yeah. Well, people that don't have the knowledge of every fisherman has knowledge of hooks and lines and things like that, but the knowledge to not get burned and buy something in excess that you won't need. Right. Like Um, some banjo minnows or something. Exactly. I've caught a lot of fish on those. Thank you. So, (laughs) So what do you, what do you get? What do you, what are you looking at when you get in there? So like when I first got into it, um, I did a lot of research, you know, I, I looked at stuff online and looked at the, I started at the stores, you know, like Cabela's and Bass Pro and that, and try to find, okay, what's, what's a musky bait, you know, what, what are the popular ones? And that's where you kind of hit that wall where it's like, okay, there's a few like decent ones that you can buy at those stores. But then you start to realize, okay, there's this whole other like subculture, like underworld, like dark crazy basement. people yes. building these baits, like. I don't know who would do that, by the way. But uh, neither do I. Like, yeah, I know. And like, <laughs> it's just like a total shocker because you're like, oh my god, there's like this whole like culture like that you don't even know about with these custom baits. And so then I started looking into, okay, well, who makes the awesome baits that everybody wants? You know, and of course Baker comes up. You know, Craig Lynch comes up. You know, this this kind of like this weird guy named Andy Zomzik, I think his name was Zomzik or something. Yeah, that so guy. I, yeah. I I'm not. I wouldn't trust him. But yeah, he kind of seemed shady. So I like I just kind of skimmed over him. But um, good call. Yeah, good so, call. So yeah, I kind of like took a little bit from each bait maker and just was like, okay, I'll get this guy's you know famous bait or you know his well known bait or whatever, and kind of just went to uh the big names and bought like a one or two baits from everybody and just kind of went from there and all right pause pause right there yeah big names bought one from everybody did you buy a bait from us yes we're big name look at that we're big name okay let's hit our plugs again (laughs) this is and this isn't a plug but honestly i i between like you and craig i probably have the most baits between you and craig no kidding appreciate it yeah yeah, I have a lot of uh, raptors, swimmers. Um, no, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know what year you bought the swimmers, but ever since I started making them, they have been producing a lot more. So, <laughs> uh, it's just. I got a question. How are you uh, quantifying that? Because we just started selling the ones you made like a week ago. <laughs> the, like a year ago. <laughs> like a freaking year ago. So wait, are you the one making the glitter ones? Oh yeah! <laughs> you <laughs> just got the molds over July, and we just painted them in December. Made... Andy, you're you, you need to eat blueberries. You honestly do, because your memory is garbage. Ginkgo biloba. I, I started making them last year, like full time. Okay, it took a while, and it took a lot of teaching. Maybe that's why Andy is ignoring that to save face for me, but. I'm just saying, they're different now. He forgot his Geritol. Give him a break, okay? (sighs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I'm not going to get into exchanging insults here, but okay, continue. Um, (laughs) Insults is heavy, man. I mean, we're just joking. (laughs) Ribbings. I'm quite okay with it. It's fine. But the ones that Vance kind of went on his own are just now being starting to sold. Practically all him. You know what? (laughs) 
I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm in timeout for sixty seconds. Jim, take this over. I can't talk to this man anymore. Okay, so question for Vance because you're not in timeout. <laughs> did you? <laughs> are you uh, seriously? Are you the one making the glitter ones, or is that Andy? Yeah, I am. Nice. Those are awesome. Thank you. Thank so you what's, very much. So let's talk about what's the biggest fish that's been caught on one of the glitters so far. Uh, a fifty-six and a half. Thank you very much. Wow. Where was that? That was a secret spot. Time somebody throws that out, you know, it's the river. And by the river, it's the St. Lawrence River. Yeah, that's what I figured. You know. I was hoping you were going to say Chautauqua, but, you know. Nah. <laughs> nah, they just don't get, they don't get that big there. They get yeah. really, really chubby before that length. Yeah. Such is life on inland lakes, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a legitimate, like, 54-inch, 55-inch caught out of anywhere in um, even the, even like the, the rivers in Pittsburgh. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't, I've never seen a 55 inch caught out of there. I saw a picture two days ago of a 54 on the Mon. Really? Yep. Well, I don't, it wasn't caught two days ago, but a friend of mine showed me a picture of a 54. Maybe I saw that too. It was giant. I don't know the dude's name, who it was. It was a guy that I worked with. It was buddy. So. I, I think I saw that picture, but it's a different. It's it's really tough. Genetically, they're they're, they're 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 different. They're they're different. It is. Different waters. In, in girth, girth can throw you off, obviously mm-hmm. on on yeah. these fish. Um, but this is just in my humble opinion. I've never seen one hit that. I've seen a lot of fifties a lot of fish of a lifetime style things that I would be tickled pink over to, to catch. But, you know, these are, these fish are like, excuse my French, but like piss ants compared to what is being claimed to be of, of, of the catching that's going on in this, the giants that the St. Lawrence river is being put out. Yeah. Putting out. So it's unreal. But I like, but Honest to God, I like, I love the fish that we have, we can dabble in. Yeah. You know, that, that, uh, 40 plus pound, just chode of a 50 inch, you know, they just look freak, the freakish. It's like, how, where, where did, where did this one come from? How is that possible? Uh, in this area, in the areas that we fish, but mm-hmm. you know, they're muskies they are cool. That's what they can get that big, but. They just, uh, their length growth is, is stunted just a hair around here. They just, they still get extremely fat and this is the time to get them fat. Yeah. This is the time of year where you can get your giant Pennsylvania fish, um, that may look like a 54. Um, but you know, you gotta, if, if I, if I would ever catch one, say, say I would stumble upon something that was 53 plus. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 53 inches, that's believable out of Chautauqua. Would you agree, Andy? Yeah, I would say at the upper limit, but I would not, you know, the, someone uh, said, if, if someone said 55, I'm going to be like, immediate doubt. 53, I'm like, eh, it's possible. Yeah. Even, even if we get, a, like, if we got a 54, I'm getting a bump board picture of that thing, like, video. More, I'm more, I'm more concerned of that, that board picture. Than the actual picture of GPS, the joy, the joy of 
of the uh, background. Well, not that. <laughs> like if, if I if I landed it, I'd you know I'd be like, you know, we don't take many bump board picks, but if it was like a 54, 55, I'd be like, take look, pinch the tail, whatever, turn the tail. That's that's fifty five. Good. Do we have that picture? We need this picture right now because that's a true unicorn. Yeah. But, I, I know Todd's caught some fish. He he caught this one. I think he was alone when he caught it, and he took photos of it. it I, I, I believe it stretched over 50, but, like, the majority of its tail was rotted off, and there was just, like, the, the, the stringiness of the outer top and the outer bottom. And he's like, this thing could have been, you know, I, I don't... It's been years since this happened. It could be a 53, 54. He goes, it had it there, but it... The tail rotted off. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? It's gone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of those when you cycle through them in the nets and stuff like that. They just like get stunned that way. Some of them you get, they barely even have a tail, you know, and you're just hmm. like, well, that just shorted me like three inches there. But what do you attribute that to? I think like cycling through the nets in their young age. Uh, you know, cause my, like, I know that my, when I put a fish in the net and if it's larger, mm-hmm. the, the thing that's going to be bleeding the most is that tail. Yeah. I think that, that it puts a beating on those fish, uh, at the tail the most when they're in the net and say you get just like some scrapper that is constantly being caught and messed up in the, in the net. And that happens. Yeah. It's, it's not like it heals perfectly like a you know, a piece of skin or if you, you know, cut your hair and it grew back, you know, that tail doesn't, it, it doesn't grow back normally, you know, like yeah. what you would see on like a perfectly untouched fish. Right. Um, but you know, there's a lot of big ones that we cycle through up in Chautauqua and those are the easiest ones to remember because you're like, Oh yeah, I remember you have half a tail or I remember you, your tail's like completely broken off. You know, those are, some things you can look at and I thought and, it was uh, you know I, I guess I always attribute it to like some kind of like a bacteria or something like a red spot was eaten at some smaller thinner part and it just kind of eroded away I I don't know I never thought about the net you know the net theory there I know what it is guys I know what it is let's hear it it's it? a it's a dang weed killer they put in the lake it is 100 percent dang weed killer 100 percent I'm just stirring the pot. I'm just stirring the pot. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> it 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 also you know it eats flesh. That's what that that's the side effect. Like right there on the jug, yeah. I see it. It says it eats flesh. Yeah, you melt in it. That's right. It should like Roger. It could have been tunes. It could have been one of those like, like why wasn't the algae bloom a 1990s like horrible horror film? Like something that came up and it was like you know like there was the blob and any type of like large insect that chased you down at points they were natural disasters that would chase you kind of like jaws would chase people like a volcano there were those terrible movies why wasn't there nothing like the chautauqua algae bloom because it opened up like with a couple and they're like "Ooh, it's nice and hot on this summer day i'm gonna go skinny dipping and they like jump in and then uh, just a skeleton out. starts floating. Yeah. They... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I saw that on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> it was on there. Chautauqua Blue Green. <laughs> Very nice. Directed by Zach Baker. 
<laughs> Producer Andy. Andy would have to cut everything up because he's the technical one. I got it. It's all choppy and like poorly taped together. Like on a projector. <laughs> okay, this has gone um, a bit off topic, but you know, that's we pride ourselves on stupidity. Um, You're back in timeout. I'm in time. <laughs> oh my gosh, he put you in timeout. <laughs> Go make some glitter baits, Vance. Hey. Andy. <laughs> I can't hear you. I got, I You're got, in timeout. 60, 60 seconds. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up the show. We got 30 seconds to go. And <laughs> but anyway, we really didn't even get into, uh, you know, past the musky max because we keep rudely interrupting you. So you go and you, you're buying these baits yep. and supporting local businesses. Is is try them out. Yeah. Right? So what do you yeah. do? Well, another plug here. I saw Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook and was like, wow, these guys fish at some crazy like culture talk. Well, we better go there. So mm-hmm. yeah, so me and my dad, we were like, let's go to Fish Chautauqua. So we started fishing there a few years ago and Okay, so uh, did you take probably, a guide trip or did you just no. look at what they were doing and says we don't need to pay them for their knowledge? Yeah, and that's where I'm going to kind of segue and say, I should have just paid Vance because, because we can't catch fish on that lake, man. I mean, we caught like a couple, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know what we suck, I guess. I don't know. Nah, man, it it, it comes down to time on the water, you know, and yeah. that's, that's where I've been fishing since I was a baby. Yeah. You know, so I'm very comfortable there. Yeah, I guess that'd be like how I am with the river, you know. I got no issues fishing a river. Yeah, put me on a river. I'm bored in two seconds, you know, and I'm just like, get me on the lake. You know, I, yeah. I just it completely out of my element. Of course, if I would spend time there, any angler that's been that's a good angler that spends time on a body of water, that's the that's the the aha moment is right time. You that's where to, you excel. Yes, you have to put time on the water. You have to yeah. do it a lot to get good at it. It's like golf. Um, so that's that's the difference, you know. You would spend a week up there. You'd put something together. Maybe it'd be in the last, you know, anytime you do that, it's always like on the last couple of days you put something together and then you got to go home. But, yeah, you know, I have the luxury of being up there every day. So Yeah, that's what's tough for us is we live, you know, three hour, three plus hours away. Mm-hmm. And, you know. But I have a camp at Pima Tuning, so it's not as far. So, you know, a lot of times we would go up on the weekends in the summer and, you know, spring and summer and stuff. And, you know, now, what, just... did, now what did, what did, what did you uh, notice? And is when I go to Pima, mm-hmm. um, I feel very limited because of my horsepower restriction. Yeah. Um, and another thing that's nice about Chautauqua is you can kind of get up and go from spot to spot. Right. Um, so, Let's talk about what kind of boat you're fishing out of. Uh, and I'm, you, do you have a couple boats? No, I just have one right now. Is it a, um, is it a jet boat? No, no, I have a, uh, I have a 17 foot tracker, <coughs> tracker. <coughs> deep V. Um, okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the, it's, you know, I know Tracker gets a bad rap. That's why I kind of give that little cough there. But 
it's honestly it's been a pretty good boat um you know it's not like a big name you know starcraft or ranger or something like that but hey it still puts fish in the boat you know what i mean mm-hmm. absolutely but uh we yeah i got the... Say the majority of us should be fishing out of trackers i've never i mean i, I i've stepped up in them i really don't understand what the bad thing about them is but it's a, aluminum yeah, I mean... hall is aluminum hall I, I honestly haven't had too many issues with mine. Um, it's a pretty decent boat. I got a pretty good deal on it. Um, bought it used off a guy, and it was just in really, really stellar shape. And, you know, me and my dad, we really used the, used the crap out of that thing. So put a 20-horse kicker on it. That way I can go on the smaller lakes, and then I use it up on Erie when I'm trolling for walleye and stuff. So, yeah, we use it for everything. I got it set up to go catfishing on the river. Got my rod holders on the back for setting my lines off the back and I got uh, some of those fat AZ um, rod holders in my track system. Very nice. Uh, wow. Yep. So, but yeah, yeah, it's a pretty versatile boat. I'm happy with it. And yeah, that's good. That's good. You don't have any problems at all running a prop in the in the river. Is it just that deep of a river? Yeah, it's not like the Allegheny where it's, you know, got like sandbars and stuff and gravel banks and there are gravel bars everywhere. It's, um, it's pretty deep for the most part, you know, I would say on average 20 to 30 foot in the, in the main channel. But, um, I'm not going to say I haven't trashed a prop cause I'd be lying if I said that mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I trash usually one or two props a year on the river. And it's usually because I hit like logs floating and stuff like that. It's usually not because I run on the ground. Yeah, those floating logs will get you. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're I mean, because very, they're hard very, to see. Yeah. I mean, I know Vance Especially had problems night. this last yeah, Vance had problems this last year on Chautauqua. All those people swimming trashed a prop oh, of his. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did tra- I did trash a, a prop. And Andy took a file to it. Remember that? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember what you hit, but yeah, I, I took I took a pretty nasty little jagger off. It was a, um, uh, I, I, I completely almost ran aground on Lake Erie coming out of the channel of Prescott. Made a nice oh. hard right in complete fog conditions. Ooh. Uh, trying to be, I, I did it at my, uh, it was my wife's like, you know, whatever. Bridal shower. shower. A bri- bridal shower. Yes. Thank you, Andy. And like I arrived on boat like a, you know. I saw okay. that. So I did that. I mean, and it was, you know, the pictures, you are like, Oh, what a nice thing, whatever. <laughs> and like, little does, does that entire party know that I almost killed myself, my uh, nephew and brother, uh, brother-in-law all <laughs> in one. So, <laughs> but I'm telling you what, those, those uh, Rangers, they come off playing really nice. Real nice. Yeah, when the fish finder goes from thirty to three, and you have to stop. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the importance of a through haul. You got you got to have one of those in in fog conditions, and a lake that you're never on. Even though it's your backyard. Yes, I've I've trashed I've trashed props before, but yeah, it's not fun. Happen a lot more in the river. Um, Yeah, but that's what I hear about the 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 ohio it's it's a bit it's a bit safer and it's all about how how you drive obviously is what i was just saying Mm -hmm. um and you obviously know your spots pick your spots and you know yeah 
just depends on if you're feeling, you know, froggy that day, if you're going to tuck into some place that's a little uncomfortable and, you know, that lends to, uh, you know, the awesome stuff about owning. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of wind this one down. So if I'm going to book a trip with, with you, what am I going to expect? So I'm going to say, let's go fishing. And you're like, okay, I show up. Do you normally fishing, you know, do you do like a half musky, half catfish? Do you either do one or the other or you're fluid in that? What's, what's the normal setup? So basically I usually will just do one species only, only for the simple fact that I wouldn't want to have gear for both species on the boat. Cause it just would take up too much room. But, um, yeah, I, I would do like a half day, um, you know, like five, six hours ish, you know, depending on how the, you know, if we're getting into fish or whatever, but, uh, then full days are like, you know, nine, 10, 11. If I really like you, it might be 13, 14 hours. <laughs> it's a long day. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah. So just, you know, show up and have a license and I have all the gear, all the bait, everything cooler full of ice for you. Ready to go. Could be nine days old ice. Could be. Mm-hmm. With those, yes, with those coolers. Now, those, do you, do you, what cooler brand are they again? Oh, man, I forget. Angle. Oh, Angle. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, do you do Pimatuming and the river? Are those pretty much your one and two? Yeah, pretty much. Pimatuming is like my bread and butter kind of thing. Um, it, it's mainly the, the people that want to go catfishing, believe it or not. Um. I've only taken one person, which is a mutual client of ours, which is uh, Patrick Brinkhoff. He mm-hmm. actually, he came out with me on Pima Tuning once. Um, he's a lot of fun to fish with, but uh, yeah, I, I do um, do the ch- the channel cat fishing is is like the, the main thing I do. Where'd you go to Where'd you go to high school? Um, I went to New Brighton High School. Okay. I'm sure Patrick has asked you that and then knew everything about New Brighton High School and the football team. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Not, yeah, I'm sure he probably did. <laughs> he knows his sports, man. Oh, he's the man. And nobody knows who we're talking about. But No, I don't even we know. Do. That's right. You guys, <laughs> you, two of you know. That's all, that's all that matters. Uh, well, uh, Pat knows, and I'm sure he's listening. He will. He certainly will. Shout out to Patrick. Yeah, because he's with Todd right now. He is with Todd right now at a basketball game. That's That's why Todd is sandbagging us, going out and having fun. I'm having a blast. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else except here talking to Jimbo. Yeah, true. Oh, shucks. Okay, so then normally it's it's, it's not an all-day thing. Like when you go catfishing, do you prefer to, you know, fish in the morning, fish in the evening, fish – with lanterns, what would you expect on a catfishing trip? Yeah. Um, honestly, that old, like that wives tale about, you know, Oh, you have to fish at night for catfish. That's kind of like BS. Be honest with you. Uh, you could go in the middle of the day and just absolutely hammer catfish. Uh, so I'll do it any time of the day. I prefer, I do think there is a little bit of truth to that whole nighttime fishing thing. I'm not going to say that there isn't like it's complete BS, but 
like I, I try to kind of split it. So like, I'll tell my clients like, okay, I'll meet you at the dock at like six or seven in the summertime when there's kind of like three hours of daylight left. And, you know, we'll go out and get set up on a spot by seven ish, you know, have lines on the water by that time. And usually put a few fish in the boat or, you know, already at that point at seven 15, seven 20, seven 30 in that, in that time frame, And then as the night goes on, you kind of hit your low spots at, midnight and one o'clock but um you know yeah you can catch fish all night so it's it's all kind of dependent on the client you know i ask them do you want to come out for a night trip a day trip whatever and then we kind of go from there and schedule it on a on a basis with the client okay now a musky trip someone's coming up for a musky trip what do you typically want to run you know, as a guide, I, I would like to fish these hours or this body of water. What, what's your, what's your gravy there? Um, I would say probably like morning start out early in the morning and fish till midday or depending on kind of like what the moon's doing. That's a big thing, of course. And, you know, um, I don't really have like a set thing. I, I, I guess if I had to say what I would do would be morning trips. Okay. That's com- that's completely don't like dog on yourself for saying that. Uh, yeah. I'm a firm believer in going out musky fishing. The best time to go is when you can. You know. Yeah. And that's you know it's more of an irritating the fish to get them to go on our bodies of water. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, when people are like, oh no, well, you know, we got to start at nine. Is it? Do we have to be there at seven or eight or six a.m.? I'm like, nah, it's cool, man. We'll, you know. We'll go to the spot. They'll they'll go eventually. Right. Very nice. Okay, so plug plug the guide service again. Plug Wait, your plugs. I have, one, I have one. I have one more question. Let's hear it. Since this was like kind of like a, a fun and happy go lucky tendencies in the river against tendencies on your inland lakes. What's the biggest difference you notice with the muskies? Do you attack it differently? Ooh, that's a good one, man. Yeah, I do. Um, and it depends seasonally too, as well. Uh, the river, believe it or not, I actually like to downsize my baits. Uh, a lot of the muskie that we catch on the river, believe it or not, aren't even on muskie baits. We catch them on like bomber long A's and like, uh, like, uh, husky jerks, thunderstick juniors, like, mm-hmm. like jerk baits, you know what I mean? Like walleye jerk baits. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. So we kind of approach it with like that small presentation, like 20 pound line with a titanium leader mm-hmm. and like some smaller sticks, you know what I mean? That aren't really like big musky sticks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah, believe it or not, that's actually kind of what we do on the river. And then like, you know, Pima Tuning, Chautauqua, you do your traditional, you know, big, uh, big jerk baits and, Fat AZ Raptors and swimmers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I got you, but that's that's because the 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 river's a whole complete different beast. Yeah, and uh, it's just interesting to see that uh, that change that that you go when when you're fishing the river or the lakes. And, and you know what's funny, Vance, is it's like in your mind you think like you should approach it differently because it's like okay, you don't have as much visibility, say, as, like, you would on an inland lake or whatever. 
So you're thinking, okay, I need like a big profile, something flashy, something with a lot of vibration. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like your traditional musky train of thought and mm-hmm. just completely throw that in the garbage. <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> for me at least. Mm-hmm. You know, I have friends that, that fish the three rivers, I'll say. I won't say which ones, but they fish a couple of the three rivers that we have and they fish your traditional style. You know, they, they fish the big jerk baits and stuff like that. And they, they do very well. So I don't, I think it just goes back to like what you always hear with fishing is go with your confidence baits, go with your confidence techniques and just stick with that and grind it out. You know, that's a great way to fish. Yeah. Honest to God, it is. Yeah, your your, your confidence is is key. I think. Absolutely, yeah, percent. And it's it's we kind of just stumbled upon that way of doing it, and like I said, it kind of came from that initial forty six inch that my dad caught, and he he caught that on a hot and tot. <laughs> you you know, like the small caught, size hot and tot. I've caught muskies mm-hmm. on hot and tots. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. That's awesome. So we were like, kind of like, well, okay, well, let's expand on this. And then I started, you know, um, looking into like smaller crankbaits that guys would use for, for musky fishing. And that's where I kind of came across the the long a from bomber and some of the other styles, like the, the Husky jerk and stuff. And that was like, all right, let's try this. And then we just started having a little bit of success with it and we just kind of stick with it. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. You know nice about the lakes, though, you don't have to be as secretive as the, the river. So secretive because it's spot on the spot stuff. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends back in Pittsburgh. That they'll come up and they're like, uh, at the shows, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we got this nice one. I was like, oh, yeah, is this it blank? And they're like, <gasps> do you know that? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just, you know, talking. Musky fisherman to musky fisherman. That's where I used to fish. Yeah. Like, oh God. The spot's gone. It's gonna be yeah. gone forever. You know, the thing is, like the Ohio River is not known for musky fishing at all. And I mean, I don't really know many people that target it. Like I know, like I'm sure you know who Luke Woolley is and, and Nicholas Colangelo. Those guys are like they hammer the Allegheny and stuff and that like they're the hardcore river fishermen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, they, they, I don't think they think twice about fishing the Ohio river. And that's, what's kind of interesting to me to see like the difference in the three rivers where, you know, people don't come to the Ohio river as a destination for musky fishing. It's not like you think that like, Oh, I'm going to go there to go catch musky, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see the the difference in, people's approaches to river fishing between the three rivers themselves you know what i mean that is very polarizing yeah to say the least. <laughs> it's just interesting great stuff great interesting stuff. stuff is there anything you want to wrap up on jimbo i'm good man i'm like i'm out of wind i talk too much <laughs> no this was perfect this was great yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was it was a lot of fun. All right, hit your, hit up your plugs again. Oh man, I I can't remember. Okay, them River <laughs> no. River I'm at kidding, Guide Service. <laughs> Let's start out with that one. 
Yeah, River Rat Guide Service. You can check me out on Facebook. Um, you know, send me a message on there. Um, I'm on Instagram as well. Angle Coolers, Fish USA, Ready Bait, Denali Rods, Lynchum Lures. Check them all out. Great companies. Great guys. Check them out. Excellent. And big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. What's that? I was going to say, absolutely, Fat AZ is a staple on my boat. I'm not sponsored by you in any way, but you make some <laughs> awesome stuff. Just Thank you to say that. very much. No problem. There. Everyone can hear it. We got one happy customer. <laughs> <laughs> St. Croix Rods, Baker Baits, the Musky Max Plus, Muskies Inc., Ranger Boats, and Vicks Marine Sports Center. All right, Jimbo, I really appreciate you taking time out of your night to join us on the show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I do need to make this comment because the whole entire time, I I didn't know how to work it in, so I'm going to end it with this. You have probably one of the best radio voices we've had on this show. My man, thank you. (laughs) Very true. All right, everyone. Uh, Thanks for listening.